happens a lot with this particular fan base. You get mad, and then you get kind of dumb, you know? And, and I mean that in a gentle, borderline, respectful way. You get kind of dumb. And that's what's starting to happen here. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're in two football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. It'll be the Pirates versus the Padres tonight at PNC Park. The Pirates have lost, my God, <laughs> see if I got this number right, 12 out of their last 13. They've scored almost no runs in the process. They've gotten almost no hits towards not scoring those runs. And Andy Haynes, the hitting coach, will continue to be Andy Haynes, the hitting coach, when the team gets to the ballpark this afternoon. And amid that, you have people grossly and, to my mind, surprisingly overreacting to a report from Fox Sports that the Texas Rangers are interested in acquiring Andrew McCutcheon. Listen, A, Kutch isn't going anywhere. B, the Pirates don't want him to go anywhere, and that goes all the way to the top. And C, which really probably ought to be A in this equation, everybody knows this. General managers aren't numb to this sort of thing. GMs look and see where there are certain situations that you don't even ask for players. This is one of those. It's crystal clear to everyone in the sport that Kutch came here to finish up. Not to finish up this year, but to finish up. Kutch isn't going anywhere. And yet there was all this nutting this and... And I'm done with these guys, that, and, and everything else. It's like... Listen, this situation is bad enough. It doesn't need fabrication to complicate things. To his credit, Chris Young, and yes, that's the same Chris Young for those of you who go back. It was a first-round pick and a prospect in the Pirates system about 20 years ago. He's the GM now in Arlington. He went on our Dallas-area radio station and without using Kutch's name, because that would be tampering, but making it very clear who he was referring to, said, no, we haven't even been in contact with that team at all on anything. No, that player is not coming here. I don't even, then he proceeded to make fun of the report, which is all that it deserved. And that's all anyone around here should have done. But everybody's mad and everyone's distracted and everyone wants to yell about something. Next comes another report that Dylan Cruz, the LSU slugger, doesn't want anything to do with the Pirates. He's not interested in the Pirates. Okay, Cruz is going to be represented, and I say future tense because you have to pretend that they don't already have agents, even though they do, by Scott Boris. Take this from someone who has had many, many intensive dealings with Boris he is always utilizing, some might say using, 
prospects, draft prospects, for the purposes of attempting to shake up or blow up the draft system. He doesn't believe it should exist. He believes that every player on planet Earth should just be subjected to the free market. And he's willing. No, no, no. He's eager to go after even bits and pieces of a system to begin dissembling it. I don't have to guess at this. I know this. He's told me this himself. That's how he looks at the draft. He doesn't look at it from the percentages standpoint. Believe it or not, he doesn't even look at it from the singular money standpoint. He wants to break things. Those of you who have forgotten how things went with Pedro Alvarez, take it from me, I haven't, okay? I remember everything, everything from that whole insane summer. So, again, it starts with, they're being cheap. They want to avoid paying the top player. They want to avoid the Boris guy. When, in fact, all anybody should be talking about as it relates to the draft is who is the actual best prospect. Not about what position does he play because the Pirates currently need hitters. That doesn't matter ever, ever in baseball. Not for one pick, including the number one overall. It never matters. Your needs as a baseball team, even as a baseball organization, change month to month. These kids take years to get here. I don't have my mind made up on who I'd like to see the team take, but I do know that the people that I'm hearing from, they all think the Pirates are nuts to pass up Paul Skeens. They consider him to be the best pitcher they've seen coming through the draft since Steven Strasburg. And they consider, by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't throw this in, him to be someone who could literally just walk right into the major leagues. Now, I, I don't believe that for a split second, if only because LSU has abused this kid to have him throwing way too many pitches, way too close together. And if I'm drafting Skeens, I sign him to a contract, get him a jersey, and tell him I'll see him in spring training. But the point stands, that's how gifted, that's how superior this kid is to his peers, that he's seen as being a major league caliber pitcher right now. And we're debating, what? What? Boris? Get, get, uh, aluminum bat home runs? No, man, no. Keep the eye on the ball, people. There's enough stupid stuff. Are we going to talk about these uniforms, too, that they're wearing tonight? Who cares? Who cares? These are all distractions. What matters here is that this organization collectively has taken this year and a 20-8 and eight start and punted on it. You want to talk about something that's relevant and really should have people ticked off? I'm not even going to get into the hitting coach today. I mean, I did kind of throw him in there early on. Charrington said over the weekend, when he was asked about the trade deadline coming up, he pointed to the Orioles from last summer as an example of where he thinks the Pirates might be now, because as he put it, the Orioles went into that situation trading major league players, even though they had a nice start. And there were people who didn't understand that. 
I, I, I don't even know what to do with this. He's he's screaming this at you. He's putting it in bright neon green, red, whatever color you have you across the top of Mount Washington. That they don't care about this season, that, that they never cared about this season at all from day one. And they didn't care about it when the team was 20 and 8 either. That's a real thing, not the uniforms, not the stupid Kutch thing, not the, I already forgot the other, oh, the draft spending Boris and whatever. Get mad about real stuff when we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Bob Elliott, who says, DK firing Andy Haynes would be an admission of fault in the hiring process. Also, what happens if the third hitting coach in four years also fails to produce? How would that make Ben Charrington and Derek Shelton look? Just my opinion, but this is why I think Haynes remains. It's not a good reason but it could very well be the reason. Bob, I'm with you one billion percent. I'm positive that's the reason. It can't be the results. I mean, what would you stand on? The one hit out of the last 101 at-bats that four recurring regulars in the lineup currently have? You know... It's funny, this this conversation has brought out some stuff that's kind of bugged me, to be honest with you. Uh, there's lazy arguments that get made. And these types of arguments, they get made an awful lot, regardless of the subject matter. One of them is, well, do you think a new hitting coach is going to fix everything? Uh, no. <laughs> Why would anybody think that? That would be insane to think that. Not every solution to every problem is a panacea. There's very few things in life that function as cure-alls. There most certainly would not be one for this offense. However, when you are seeing everybody except for the only two old guys in your lineup and thus immune to hitting coaches in general, completely falling on their faces, then you are employing somebody who's not helping 
It's not a matter of Andy Haynes dragging everybody down. It's that he's not helping. He's not doing what he's being paid to do. And from there, it's a fairly safe and logical deduction that somebody else could do the job better. Maybe a lot better. Would they be magic? No, of course not. But you'd have a lot more answers. And for that matter, you'd have a lot more solid outlook on who really is worth sticking by and who just flat out stinks and doesn't need to be here at all. But you don't know that under this guy because everyone is at that level. Another one, and this one is wild. Who would you suggest replacing him? As if any of us, any of us, anybody at all listening to this show, and me too, and probably like 99% of the baseball world would have this list of hitting coaches on a Rolodex that they would know, oh, this guy over here in Albuquerque, he's really getting the most out of the isotopes this week. Who knows? That's not my job. That's not your job. That's Charrington's job. He's supposed to know who the best and brightest minds are in the business, whether it's at pitching, hitting, fielding. He's supposed to have a really solid, even though it's external, kind of a depth chart in case something were to happen with one of the existing coaches. Who would you replace him with? They have all this stuff. They don't need suggestions from me or you. They know who they like in the industry. They get applications all the time. They see people. They hear from people. They run into them at the winter meetings and, hey, I'm still around. You guys need somebody. I'm your guy. I'm going to fix up so-and-so all the time. And you think me throwing around a name on a podcast is going to make a difference in that regard? Come on. Like I said in the opening segment, everybody's mad, okay? And you can tell I'm kind of agitated today as well. Because what ends up happening is I'm here for you, okay? I'm, I'm available. You can reach me. I'm easy. So you're in a bad mood about the baseball team, and you're going to come and find ways to take it out on me. Listen, plenty of good seats are available tonight. If you're mad at the Pirates, go buy a ticket. You can probably sit within two, three rows behind the home dugout. Have a blast. Go at them. If you don't like what Shelton's doing, go nuts. You don't like what Haynes is doing, go nuts. You don't like one of the players or more of the players, let them hear it. But man, let's do away with the dumb stuff. And that's what a lot of this is, just dumb stuff. There's real stuff that these guys are doing badly right now. There's real stuff that these guys are doing that they shouldn't be doing and that they're aware of what they're doing. Instead, we get bogged down in this. I I guess I'm guilty of that, too, because I brought it all up today. Tomorrow, we're going to have a much cleaner show. I can promise you that, okay? Again, I'm heading to the ballpark tonight. You know, we'll see how everything goes. You know, if the Pirates can score a run or even two. Now, I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates.